Doc Smo here with another edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. Well, sometimes reality is so counterintuitive, isn't it? If you had told me 20 years ago that some of the key factors for raising healthy children would be whether a child's family owned a dishwasher, whether they had a lot of people living in the home, whether they were pets living inside their house, or whether the children visited or lived near a farm, I would have thought you were a little crazy. Well, it turns out that these factors, along with others, are super important to your children's ultimate good health. Interested in learning more? Then stay tuned for this fascinating edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. But before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, thechildrenstable.com, a food blog specifically designed for parents who have the important responsibility of feeding the little people in their lives. Take your food knowledge to the next level by following thechildrenstable.com today. I love it, and I know you will too. Now on to today's post. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Every once in a while, someone just nails a new idea that explains a lot of things that many other smart people just couldn't seem to figure out. One of those people is David Strachan, who first noticed the relationship between the lack of germ exposure in early childhood and a child's ultimate chance of developing allergic diseases like asthma, eczema, food allergy, and hay fever. Since he first proposed this idea in 1989, numerous epidemiologic studies have confirmed his observations. Well, here is some of the evidence that has led to the conclusion that he was right and that babies need a broad exposure to a lot of microbes early in life, maybe even before birth, to avoid suffering from allergic diseases. So here are the observations. Observation number one, the more a young child is exposed to dust containing a diversity of fungus and bacteria in infancy, the smaller their chance of developing asthma. Observation number two, children growing up on farms or with indoor pets who presumably are exposed to more animal waste and danders have a lower incidence of asthma and allergies than populations of children growing up in cleaner urban environments. Observation number three. Children who are born by C-section, who are not exposed to as many microbes as children who come through the birth canal, are, are more likely to have allergic diseases. Many experts think this is due to an infant not getting inoculation with their mother's microbes right from the moment of birth. Observation number four. Children who eat off of dishes that are cleaned in a high-temperature dishwasher regularly are more likely to have allergic diseases. Again, 
Sterilizing dishes reduces the kinds and amounts of microbes that a child is eating and therefore changing the kind of bacteria and fungi that the child will carry in their gut. And finally, observation number five. Children who get multiple courses of antibiotics or or who take a lot of antacid medicines in the first six months of life have a greater risk of becoming allergic, presumably because the diversity of germs is lessened by exposure to the antibiotics and antacids. Well, I think you'll agree that this is all compelling evidence that the germs that a child does or doesn't carry has a strong impact on how their immune system reacts to the world, especially when that exposure occurs early in life. To me, that only makes sense. For thousands of years, children have adapted to their environment by learning to ignore countless things that are foreign to them, things that they eat and breathe and touch. And only in the past hundred years or so has the diversity of that environment been drastically changed by modern life. It seems like for a child's immune system to learn to become tolerant and non-reactive, they need to be exposed to a wide variety of plant pollens, foods, and molds. And to do this, a child needs to have exposure to them frequently, early, and in exposures in great quantity and variety. But Doc Smo, why do allergists want to avoid exposure to dusts and animal dander and allergenic foods in older allergic children? You just told us that exposure is good and promotes tolerance. Didn't we just learn that exposure makes children less allergic? Well, yes, but only when it happens early in life. Once a child has become allergic, avoiding things that trigger those allergies now becomes the goal unless it is decided that the allergies are severe enough to warrant them, the child undergoing immunotherapy. You know, allergy shots. That's a small, gradually increasing exposure to what the child is allergic to to develop tolerance later in life. Yeah, but Doc Smo, are you saying that if parents just expose their very young babies to microbial diversity, that allergic diseases can be eliminated? Well, I'm not really saying that either. Evidence points to the suggestion that the incidence of allergic diseases can be reduced But the development of sensitivity involves more than just exposure. It gets back to that nature-nurture question. You remember hearing about that in school? That dogged easy answers about disease forever. Diseases like allergies develop because of the interaction between a child's genes, that's their genetic susceptibility, and the child's environmental exposures. In the era of big data and genomics, I think we're going to start to see this interaction teased out of many of the mysterious diseases that have previously eluded us. Stay tuned. The answers are coming fast and soon. So, what can we learn from all this information about allergies? Well, I think the overarching principle is that in order for children to grow up to be healthy, Without allergies, we cannot allow their environment to be much different than that of our ancestors. Optimal immune function and tolerance depends on early exposure and incorporation of a vast diversity of germs. Remember, early exposure seems to promote immune tolerance, the opposite of allergies. Babies tend to have 
two choices that they make early in life, become tolerant of foreign proteins or become allergic to them. Tolerance involves getting down and dirty with a wide variety of microbes from the moment of birth. And here's a Doc Smoke pearl for you. Yes, it's true that not all germs are our friends, but it's equally true that not all are our enemies. As I understand the current medical research, here are some of the things that you can do to lessen your children's chances of having all forms of allergies. Have your children live near animals, especially pigs and cows. Indoor household pets can help reduce a child's chance of being allergic as well. Hand wash dishes rather than using a dishwasher, especially when your children are very young. Let your children spend more time playing on the floor and in the dirt. If they smell bad, give them a bath by all means, but don't overbathe them. Feed your children garden-grown foods from your garden or a local farmer's market, and certainly avoid food that is, has been irradiated. Try your best to avoid having a C-section. When they're old enough, feed your children cultured foods regularly like yogurt, sauerkraut, pickles, kimchi, and kefir. And consider taking a probiotic during pregnancy. And breastfeed, if at all possible, for as long as you can. And with the help of your child's pediatrician, introduce peanut protein and possibly other highly allergic foods early in life. And finally, try, if possible, to avoid antibiotics and antacid medicines in your child's first six months of life. There are probably other medicines to avoid, but those are the ones that come to mind uh, right off the bat. Well, that's it for this edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. If you enjoy learning about child health and wellness with PedCast, take the plunge and subscribe by all means. It's easy, and I know you'll be glad you did. I am honored that you joined us today. This is Doc Smo, hoping you can put the squeezes on your children's sneezes. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry and Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocketman Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.